Here it is, the big one. David Walsh, king of the desert. 2023 Fink winner, fourth time, absolute machine. Um, this is a cool insight to how he kind of started day one, how he hunted the guys down, and then just led to that day two. Really cool insight to the man. Um, we will have a sit-down interview coming out very soon, but for now, this is just a cool catch-up with him. Once again, massive congratulations to everybody who completed Fink. Sorry we didn't get everybody. I know there's some amazing stories out there, but uh, I hope you enjoyed this uh, whole kind of swag of interviews. Um, and obviously, David Walsh, the one that you've all wanted. Here it is. Uh, Thanks to our supporters, B&B Off-Road, On Point Moto and Suspension, Whole Shot Graphics and Adventure On Store. Ten Deserts for Tory. Come on, let's go follow it. Go donate, please. Donate any money you can to an awesome cause. Uh, the Tory for Name Foundation, helping maternities, mothers and children in regional New South Wales. Go check it out. Go follow along. Ten Deserts for Tory. Throw some coins in. Enjoy David Walsh's episode. And get after it. Cheers. King of the desert, David Walsh. What's going on, my friend? Nah, it's just uh, back to reality, back to work, and uh, yeah, the daily grind here. Just trying to pick up the pieces from the week that was. <laughs> Look, I can imagine the week before Fink, everything kind of gets pushed to the side and focus is uh, mainly on the race. So going back to reality is uh, it must be harsh. Yeah, definitely a bit of a kick in the guts, but that's all right. <laughs> do you, do you, how long uh, is it before you put down the winner's checkmate? Do you just go to work with it on uh, on Wednesday and hold it around just to make sure everyone knows? <laughs> nah, look, my mates would definitely hang shit on me, so... <laughs> <laughs> Just back to normality. <laughs> yeah, well, look, man, fourth one. That's it's massive, buddy. Like that's it must feel amazing to to kind of know that you you managed to put it in the bag, especially from starting a little bit further in the pack that you'd want to. Yeah, I mean, I know you know definitely with prologue, them boys can turn a lot better than I can, and um, I don't really have that speed around the prologue track anymore. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, I was happy to be on the first two grids, and then. Uh, just try and go after the boys down the track on day one. Look, and, and after them you went. So the, the timing's crazy. Obviously, Callum had a bit of a come off leaving the arena, which uh, kind of worked in your advantage. But also lining up next to Corey, I mean, he made that 450 sing next to you, but you just had the legs. Yeah, I mean, Corey, I knew he was going to be super fast. Uh, and I knew them two boys in front were as well. Uh, so I was lucky with starting with Cora. I just got the whole shot um, and was able to yeah, just get through the corners quick enough. And and then, yeah, obviously Paul Callum had, had that get off and was straight into his dust at the prologue loop. And, and, yeah, just focused on trying to catch him and, and then, yeah, set my sword for Jacob. When, when you're catching these guys and, and what's going through your head, are you still trying to keep the lines that you've kind of known or are you a bit more all over the place because you're trying to stay out of their dust? Uh, like when you when you can see them, then you probably change your lawn a little bit because the dust is a bit more direct coming out of their bike. So you try to move over so you can see what's coming up. But I mean, when when the dust is really thick and they're still a little bit away and you can't see much, then that's when you really got to try to stick to the lines that you know are safe and good, and um, so you don't hit anything unexpected. Yeah, I mean, there would have been a lot of things unexpected. How did the track form up this year? I actually thought the track was pretty good uh, in, compared to previous years. I mean, there's obviously there were holes, there were edges, there always is, but it seemed to not be as bad as what I think I've probably encountered. Like last year was one of the worst ones, I thought. It was a lot of, yeah, just unexpected holes. And, um, and I mean, this year, you know, it was, it was pretty good. 
Yeah, look, it didn't kind of, there was a bit windy in the morning and we kind of did talk about that and potentially a little bit of moisture, but it it really wasn't like that down the fink end at all. No, no, that's right. It was, um, yeah, I mean, it was pretty good. And like the first first 80 Ks was probably the dustiest section of the whole track. And I don't know what seemed to happen, if it was just the dew overnight, but at fink end the next morning, the track was almost like it had been watered again. (laughs) So it was pretty crazy. No, look, as you know better than anyone, that, that track does move and shake a lot and change differently. When you kind of come up to Callum, we saw some great footage from JE Edits. It was a real good battle kind of backwards and forwards. What do you think uh, helped get you get the gap on him? Um, oh, I mean, just probably my track knowledge. He's only a young bloke. Um, so, he, you know, he's still still expecting the track to change and, and what it's meant to look like. And um, I just sort of had that little bit more confidence, I think, mm-hmm. to hit some of them bigger bigger dunes a little bit harder than him. But, I mean, he put up a really good fight and it was pretty cool to race with Cal like that. I mean, known him for a long time out here. And, and um, he's a good kid. And, yeah, it was just pretty, it's amazing to be able to share that podium with him too, his first one. And, and I'm sure it won't be the last for him <laughs> for many more years to come. Oh, absolutely. He was really, it was, uh, it was amazing. He was on fire. And especially to have that come off and still be able to get the times up. And then obviously Jacob on, on day one as well, you're able to wind him in at the fuel stop and uh, kind of leapfrog back and forth there. Yeah, yeah, same thing. So I just sort of caught up to him, um, managed to get around him just before my fuel stop. And I actually thought he was doing one stop because I saw he had the bigger tank on the start line. I was half kicking myself because I thought <laughs> I was uh, going to have to chase him down all through Rodinga again. And uh, but yeah, luckily enough, he had pulled in, and I seen him there getting fuel. And um, yeah, and then just managed to get him back once once he pulled in there. And, and yeah, and then had a dust free run into Fink and just tried to set my own pace uh, and stay safe and, and get down there. No, look, that's what it is. Obviously, when you're at the front, you can kind of set into your own groove. When you are in that, that kind of groove, what, how, how fast do you think you're pushing? Are you pushing as much as, say, when you're trying to catch up? Nah, definitely not. I think once I, was, once I knew that um, there was, I was in us straight away, I knew that one of them had obviously had a bit of a get-off. I saw, saw the prints on the ground. I didn't actually <laughs> see it on the, on the screen before I took off. Um, and then, yeah, once I caught Cow and seen he didn't have a visor on, I realised it was him. And, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, once I sort of got past him, I just kept pushing until till I caught Jacob's dust again. And um, and then, yeah, once I got past him, I, I knew that I had the minute on those guys and, and that I could just cruise, settle into a pace and pin the straights and just get through all the big, nasty stuff at a, at a nice, cruisy pace. No, look, it, it definitely pulled off for you. And then, obviously, day two, was it as, as a smoother run as it kind of saw in times? Yeah, definitely. I mean, day two, I just, I knew you had that mercy of the of the two and a half minutes. So I could just, um, yeah, really, really take it easy on, on all the big nasty stuff. And um, yeah, you know, just go fast on the straights where you have to and, and then just get through the track because, you know, it is pretty brutal still and you still got to try to get home. Um, you know, if you don't cross the finish line, there's no big kick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. And obviously, starting with that two and a half minute, is, it, it must be a good feeling, especially to, to know that you've put two and a half minutes on them. When you kind of set that pace at the start, do you do you have that in the back of the mind that there is that you have that two minutes or two and a half minutes up your sleeve? Uh, yeah, when I when I start day two, I definitely uh, you know just keep reminding myself that you've got two and a half minutes and. And every time you you do something a bit bit silly, a bit crazy, <laughs> you, you just got to remind yourself again that you just got to take it a bit easier. You got a little bit of time up your sleeve and, and just to utilise it and, and really make sure you get home. No, look, mate, you did an awesome job. And then to get home, 
Look, I guess you've been asked a million times how you felt, but did it when uh, when you did cross the line? Was did you feel how you expected to, like going into this event, kind of uh, knowing that the, the win could potentially be yours? Um, I mean, it was a big sigh of relief. It's it's like a very stressful time leading into this event, and um, you, you know that you, all these other guys have done so much hard work as well, and, and you just really don't know who's going to be on their A game all weekend. And um, it was nice to see Callum doing that and and keep me honest all weekend. But yeah, I mean, it was just a big sigh of relief that I was able to get the job done, and that I, I've still got the speed to be at the pointy end. Mate, you, you, you've shown that with the speed, but as, you're right. That top 20 is, uh, is, is a live wire. And obviously, Liam had a great result. But then Ivan Long as well to come out of, uh, you know, what, what I thought everyone thought was a bit of a semi-retirement come back last year and then and then get a third. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, he had a really good run. And, uh, yeah, same for Liam. He, you know, he's, it's really only his second fink or, yeah. you know, first, really. The first, first one he really did was good. only the half run. and. <laughs> Um, so for him to get fifth outright, that's a pretty crazy achievement. And, and you know, I think it's, it's it's cool to see blokes like Liam Callum and Corey McMahon are all like 22 or younger, or, and um, and they're all at that pointy end. So it's going to be pretty hard for all those old blokes to keep going and keep them at bay <laughs> for much longer, I think. Uh, you're right, yeah, mate. As you said, you know, Liam, Corey, Brody Waters, those guys are absolutely pushing you. And uh, it is just cool to see that it always continuously growing. So... We've, uh, we spoke before about, you know, this year is, is still a couple of cornered races for you coming up, which is exciting. But what does that mean for Fink next year for you? Yeah, I'm not too sure at this minute. I mean, it's always good just to sit back this time of year. <laughs> it's been pretty hectic lead up and just spend some time with the family and, and yeah, just settle down for a little while, I think. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, that's it. You're a... Uh... You definitely deserve it now, and, and coming through for your fourth mate, it's something special. So I definitely hope that we can see you out there next year and, uh, and pushing these young fellows and at least still showing them what uh, what you guys can do. Yeah, no, thanks, mate. I'll see what we can do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, look, uh, thanks very much. Congratulations again, buddy. And, uh, yeah, just super stoked for you. No, thanks, Eves. Thanks for having me on your podcast.